it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. So I got in a fight with my mother last week over a picture she took of the Whole30 book. (laughs) Well, it wasn't really a fight. More so, I just got kind of pissed at her and then shut the whole conversation down. So in this episode today, I'm going to share why. And more generally, I want to talk about how and why diets like Whole30, really all of these healthy eating messages in general, are destroying the health of our population. Whew. Those are some bold claims, I know, so stay with me while I explain in this episode. The introduction of healthy eating into my life almost killed me, and I don't say that lightly. So let me explain how I got there. Rewind to when I was a kid. Hey, I grew up in the same world you did, the world that weaponized the word fat. To be considered fat was an insult because gaining weight is the worst thing that can happen to a person. I grew up with a mother obsessed with her weight like most of us did. But I never thought about my own weight because, you know, I always had, I was always pretty small and I always thought, you know, that'll never happen to me whenever I, you know, saw somebody making a comment on how someone let themselves go or whatever. But beyond that, I never thought about it. I never thought about food either. I just ate and lived. My relationship with food back then was, I would describe just normal and healthy for a kid my age. And then my teens hit. I gained two or three pounds and somebody in school probably told me my butt was big or something. I don't know. But at any rate, I decided I was fat and I needed to fix it. At the same time, I was given a book. (laughs) Thus began my complete indoctrination into diet culture. And with all things, Atkins, book on low-carb dieting. And that indoctrination will last almost three decades. Now, I want to be very clear with this point because this is important. An adult in my life at the time, I honestly don't even remember who, gave me this book at some point because they thought they were doing something good for me. Atkins said, this was the healthiest way we should eat. And of course, anybody that loved me would want me to learn how to eat healthy, right? There was my life before that book on healthy eating, and there was my life after. And again, to be clear, life before was just normal and healthy. Life after, somebody told me the quote, right way to eat was a nightmare of mental health issues, self-loathing, and constant weight fluctuations. And it happened because somebody in my life that loved me, wanted me to be healthy, and were doing what they thought was the best they could for me to help me be healthy. It would be until my early 40s before I would ever have a healthy relationship with food or my body again. And it took years of work, unlearning, deprogramming, relearning, and healing to get there. Now, I want to look at how and why that happened. So about two hours into my first attempt after reading Atkins' book, so two hours into my first attempt at his low-carb, you know, Atkins-style 
healthy eating, I remember starting to obsess over the things that I couldn't eat and being desperate to be skinny as soon as I could get there so that I could eat those things again. And by midday, I had failed. I caved and ate (gasps) carbs. And something weird happened. Instantly, I felt like I was bad. It's not just that I had made a bad choice, which would have been bad enough, but no, I thought, you idiot, you can't do anything right, look at you. One meal in, you screwed up already eating all those bad foods. You may as well just eat whatever you want the rest of the day now and start again tomorrow. And I think all said and done, I gained about five pounds from that attempt. And I continued to slowly gain more and more weight every year after that and feeling guiltier and guiltier every time I ate something bad. From the moment I finished reading that first book that was supposed to teach me how to eat healthy. From the time till I finally healed from the damage diet culture did to me, I could never again touch a quote bad food without feeling scared of weight gain, scared of being unhealthy and really bad about myself. Atkins low carb healthy diet supposedly healthy diet, had failed me horribly and began a decades-long battle with food and my weight. See, again, it wasn't just that I thought my choice was bad and then I made a better choice next time. It felt like I, as a person, was bad. And what happens when we're bad? We get punished. I didn't realize until many years later, but all of those degrading thoughts and overeating the rest of the day were in part my way of punishing myself for being bad and eating the bad food. And the harder that I tried to, quote, be good and eat the healthy things to control what was going in and eat those healthy foods, the worse it got and the more out of control I felt. Then in my early 30s, I was introduced to clean eating. You know, the healthiest way to eat. Hashtag all natural, hashtag organic, hashtag real food, hashtag nutrient rich. All that crap that we hear in the world of healthy living all the time. And with the introduction of that, I hit bottom. Four days into my first attempt to eat clean and strictly adhere to all of the rules around all of this, you know, only eating real food stuff and eliminating all of the bad or processed stuff. Four days into that, I had my first ever binge, immediately followed by trying to starve myself and then over-exercising to try to make up for it. So basically, within four days of this whole clean, natural, eat real foods, healthy eating crap, I was full-on bulimic. The whole food clean eating miracle craze began my years long battle to recover from bulimia and binge eating, a battle that many days I very seriously thought was going to kill me. But at the time, I never talked about it because I truly thought it was just me. I was such a screw up. Why couldn't I just eat like a normal person? What was the matter with me? I saw how much better I looked and felt when I was managing to be good and eat clean. But within a few days or weeks of doing that, no matter how great I felt or how hard I tried, I always caved and ended up binging again because I was constantly obsessed with thoughts of the things that I could not have. And every time I thought it was me, I told myself I was broken and weak and pathetic and stupid and all of those 
things we tell ourselves. And then even later, when I started training other people, my message was always, if it's not in your plan, it doesn't go in your mouth. Because I wanted clients to get the best results possible. I wanted them to feel amazing. And the results that I was getting from it, I really thought were just me, right? So I gave them what I knew would accomplish those things for them, not knowing that it was actually all of those messages messages, and all of those rules that had created all of my own food issues. And I most definitely didn't know that they would have that effect on anyone else. But they do on almost everyone else. But nobody teaches us that. Nobody talks about it. All everyone talks about is how amazing it feels when you eat whole food. They don't talk about how impossible it is to stick to that or why it's so impossible to stick to that. And they definitely never talk about what happens when they can't stick to it. But I started learning because I was a trainer who always had a fairly open relationship with my clients. They often felt safe sharing their struggles with me. And the more that they did, the more I realized it wasn't just me. I became super aware that food is the thing that people struggle with most. And I started recognizing the same thoughts and behaviors that I had experienced in the majority of my clients, at least to some degree or another. Almost every single one of them had a long history of failed diets or healthy eating attempts and a crap ton of rules around what they are, they thought that they were supposed to eat to, you know, be good or be healthy and what they weren't supposed to eat. And I started thinking, huh, maybe this just isn't me. That's why I share my story and my work, because my story is not unique to me. Because this has become the norm, the norm in our world, to some degree or another, is parts of my story. Almost everyone can relate to at least some part of my story. And where did it start for all of us? With a book book like Atkins or Whole30 or Clean Eating, it started with somebody telling us what we should or shouldn't eat. Not everybody goes to the extreme of bulimia, but the more people I've worked with over the years, the more I've realized how shockingly pervasive disordered eating as a direct result of all of the healthy eating advice we are bombarded with has become. And we're significantly more likely to struggle with food and weight if we have moms who are obsessed with eating the right things or obsessed with losing weight when we're growing up. So let's just break out of the trance of all of the messages that we get every day and look at this rationally for a second. Trying to force yourself to eat what somebody else says you're supposed to eat is not normal. (laughs) That's not a normal way to live. Being afraid of certain foods because somebody else has demonized them is not normal. That's disordered eating. Feeling guilt or shame after eating is not normal. That's disordered eating. Restricting entire food groups, not normal. That's disordered eating. Severely restricting food in general is not normal. That's disordered eating. Beating yourself up for eating something bad is not normal. Disordered eating. Starting and stopping a new diet or healthy eating attempt every few weeks or months 
is not normal. That's disordered eating. Waking up every morning promising that you are going to be good with food today only to feel like a failure by the end of the day is not normal. That's disordered eating. Diet culture has us so screwed up that we spend most of our lives doing all of these things without ever realizing they're not normal. They're incredibly unhealthy. And unfortunately, diet culture has convinced us that this is what's required of us to be healthy, which is insane to me, given how unhealthy those things are. And it's negatively affecting every aspect of our lives for our whole lives. It affects most people's entire lives because the messages are always that we just need to have to you know, keep trying harder to be good. And so they just keep spending their lives trying to find this magic thing that they can stick to. When in reality, the solutions lie in not telling people what they should be eating in the first place. There are so many different reasons behind why we eat in the ways that we eat that it is ludicrous to think that telling someone what they're supposed to eat is the answer or trying to control our our intake is the answer. It just doesn't work. It's not grounded in reality in any way, shape, or form. Our brains don't work that way. Our brains actually work the exact opposite way because as soon as restrictions are placed around what we can or can't eat, our brains do everything they can to sabotage us so that we cave and eat the thing that we're trying not to eat. Have you ever noticed that as soon as you, quote, can't have something, you automatically want it more? Have you ever noticed how many people in the run of a day talk about how hard they have to try to stay away from the chocolate or whatever other bad food they love? That's why. It's because there's this survival instinct that's literally been hardwired into our brains since the beginning of time that causes us to crave things when food restriction is present. And so for more on why this is the case, don't miss the free ebook that I offer. I'll leave a link in the description. But nobody ever tells us that. All we hear is that we have to keep trying harder and we have to have more willpower to eat healthy and not eat those bad things. So several years ago, when I learned all of this, I made this scarier than hell decision to break away from that world at great personal and financial risk. I devoted my entire life to this work for the last two years. I have spent hundreds of hours creating content and trying to teach what I've learned because I am convinced with every fiber in my being that we need a dramatic paradigm shift in the way that our world views not just weight loss, but healthy eating in general, because I refuse to let another generation of girls learn what we've learned about food and bodies and healthy eating. Every single day of my life is devoted to changing the way the world views weight and healthy eating. So last week, when my mother shared a picture of the new book she's reading to a Snapchat thread that I am on with her, my daughter, and my three nieces, I was disgusted. (laughs) Uh, It was Whole30. She shared a picture of the book Whole30, literally like one of the worst of the worst. And I admit it, I'm not proud of it, but I lost it a little bit. (laughs) I lost it in one of those like, have you ever 
listened to a single thing that I have ever said about dieting. And also, how dare you introduce my daughter and my nieces to that garbage? You know, like in that kind of way. In fact, I think that's actually what I said to her. And then she started, you know, responding with, it's not a diet though, and I'm not using it to lose weight. It's all whole, healthy, real good food, she says. And she explained that it's okay for her to do this for those reasons. And that, you know, she's not going overboard, you know, like some people do. And I I thought that my head was going to explode, like truly, truly, like with all of the work that I've done on managing my emotions, you know how moms just have this thing that just makes it feel so much harder, <laughs> like they can push your buttons in ways that, anyway, so in response to that, I want to say a few things. She, so she's responding with, you know, it's all whole, real good, healthy food, like everybody always says. And I was like, yeah, ma, like that's literally what everybody says about the clean eating that destroyed years of my life and almost fucking killed me, mom. Pardon the language. I try hard not to use that word on this podcast, but holy cow. And where did that start for me? It started in my teens, the same age as my nieces, when some well-meaning adult shared a diet book with me, a healthy eating book with me. And then like two weeks ago, she was the one telling me, talking about how out of control she'd been with sugar for the couple of weeks prior. Like, uh, you think maybe you're one of those ones who does go overboard, Ma? And then the other reason that it triggered me so bad was because instantly I'm like, like, what am I even doing here? Like, if I can't even get my own mother to hear me when I talk about this stuff, how do I have any hope of having any kind of large-scale impact, right? And, you know, then when, you know, she said some people go overboard, like, yeah, Ma, I know that's exactly my point. Some people do. I did. What if one of your granddaughters ends up being the next one? And it was because she shared the whole 30 book with them. Some people, many in fact, end up experiencing major negative emotional, physical, and mental health consequences when they're introduced to diets like Whole30. And she just kind of treats it like it's not her problem because it's not her. But listen, if we actually care about the health of our population, we should all care about those people especially if we are them. (laughs) And we all should be sensitive to how our actions and the things that we share can potentially affect others. Whether or not you've struggled with food in your own life, here's what I really want you to take away from this. And the biggest reason why I wanted to talk about this today, because whether or not weight loss is the end result, books like Whole30 are diets. No matter how much they try to protest that they're not, They are. So is clean eating. If you're being told what or when to eat, regardless of the intended outcome, even if weight loss is not the intended outcome, it is a diet. Even when you have the best of intentions, even when you think you're just promoting health or whole real food with the books and articles and resources that you're, you know, sharing that are claiming that they're healthy eating, 
It's not healthy because people can't stick to them. And when people can't stick to them, they feel guilty, they feel shame, they blame themselves, and they keep trying harder and failing and blaming themselves more and being more prone to things like overeating or binging and other self-punishing behaviors. Anytime you introduce that awesome new diet book or healthy eating book to another person, you never ever know who will be affected by it or in what ways. One in four people who diet will develop an eating disorder, and eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of all mental illness. Think about that for a a minute. Even with just that one book, that one Whole30 diet, how many millions of people have read that book? I have no idea. But one in four of those people will develop an eating disorder. What if it's your daughter or your granddaughter and you only shared it with her because, you know, hashtag real food or hashtag whole food, hashtag healthy eating. Over and over again, I hear clients talk about the ways that their mothers or relatives in general reinforced disordered eating patterns while they were growing up with things like this and how the people around them every single day continue to. And Out of the three of the four other people who diet that don't develop eating disorders, most of the rest of them bounce around from one diet book to another their entire lives and waste their entire lives in varying degrees of the disordered eating that I just talked about. And my mother of all people should know because she's one of them. Over the last, I don't know how many decades, she's collected more diet and weight books than I can even count. And two weeks ago, she was complaining about how out of control with sugar she'd felt. You know who hasn't been out of control with food or sugar? Me. (laughs) The one who had to spend years unlearning all of that bullshit that almost killed me and is busting her ass to try to keep the next generation from ever learning it in the first place. So anyway, the back to the little argument with my mother, I sent her some links on why Whole30 whole is bullshit and I hope she burns the book and I shut the conversation after that down after that because I just felt like she wasn't determined. She was determined to not hear me anyway. But guys, here's the thing. I share my story so much and I share this with you now and I share the way that those things destroyed my life because my story is not my story. This is not about me. I am not unique. Varying parts of my story are the norm and it is because of books like Whole30. Just sit down and listen to the way people around you talk and even joke about food about restriction, about hoping they can resist the chocolate or the overeating or the food comas or having no self-control and needing willpower to be good. It's so messed up. None of it is normal or healthy. And it is so commonplace in our world. And it has all been driven by not only diet culture, but this whole, the entire whole food, clean eating, healthy lifestyle culture That has emerged because people have begun to realize that dieting doesn't work. It's really just dieting that's been rebranded with a health halo. Slapping a health halo around it, though, by calling it whole or real or clean eating doesn't make it any less of a diet or any less destructive. If it has rules around what's good or bad, 
what's allowed or not allowed. It is a diet and it will have the same outcomes. And so here's why I'm saying we need a really massive paradigm shift and like a mass, we need to have a massive bonfire of every diet or clean, whole, healthy living book on the planet. Because what if instead of all that crap that's completely destroyed our collective relationships with food, all that crap that's made phrases like, oh, I hope I can resist the chocolate or, oh, I was so bad on the weekend, completely commonplace in our world. What if we, instead of all of that crap, as a society, we tried something completely insane? What if we gave ourselves unconditional permission to eat what we wanted without guilt, judgment, or shame? Because guys, we're grown-ups. We're allowed to eat what we want and when we can be trusted. And what if we actually started learning to trust ourselves and our own bodies to tell us what made us feel the best? What if we stopped reading about what we, quote, should be eating and gave ourselves the space to get mindful about why we eat the way that we eat and how our choices are making our bodies feel? What if we gave ourselves the opportunity to explore why we're making the choices we're making and learn the power to freely make different ones because we've learned to trust and value our own judgment? I'll tell you exactly what happens because not only do I have the lived experience of it, I watch it shift people in my cognitive eating academy all the time. What happens is we stop feeling out of control around certain foods. We stop all of the, I shouldn't be eating this, I should be eating that, wars that go on in our heads every day. We stop meal prepping all the things that we think we should be eating, only to throw it away by the end of the week and finding ourselves binging on all the things we think we shouldn't have because we feel like we can't stop. We stop being controlled by food and it starts actually being enjoyable again. We stop feeling like we can't have certain foods in the house because we can't control ourselves around them. We start naturally, organically gravitating towards wanting more things like vegetables. We start being driven to choose foods that make us feel the best. Not because somebody else told us we were supposed to, but because we're genuinely connected to our bodies. We are listening to them and we are honoring them when they tell us, what they want and need to feel their best. And I just really felt called to talk about that little incident with my mother last week because I know that every single day, millions of people are passing around all of these healthy eating books, trying to be helpful, and they all have nothing but the best intentions. I know that. And they're not thinking about or aren't even aware of the consequences or potential consequences. Even when they struggle to stick to the thing themselves, they still share it because of how awesome it is. And they're so busy blaming themselves for not being able to stick to it. Millions of moms everywhere are trying to teach their kids the difference between healthy and unhealthy food because they love them and they want them to be healthy without realizing the potential damage involved when introducing food rules and restrictions. And I really just want to use my story and what I've learned the last, you know, 14 years or so to illustrate 
some of these things and to hopefully get you to start thinking about some of this stuff before you do these things again or share this kind of thing again or just start thinking about the way that you're talking about and approaching food and how healthy is it really? And listen, I'm not going to argue with anybody over what the healthiest way for anybody to eat is because frankly, nobody can agree anyway. And what I will say is that going through life afraid of food or certain foods and having your, self, your life ruled by what you think you should or shouldn't be eating is not healthy. But that's what's happening to most of our population. And you never, ever know the consequences that somebody else will experience when you share that, quote, healthy eating or that diet book. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.